0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the sports and more podcast with me your host eddie morelos recording on a friday afternoon here in el paso texas i made the trek down to el paso because i had to get this guest on while i had the chance busy man busy busy man Uh, not only is he a head coach of a collegiate volleyball team two teams to be honest (laughs) yeah how do you say it that way yeah you're right He's got children uh-huh. to take care of, too. That's right, man. <laughs> and Mr. Ben Wallace, welcome back to the thanks, Sports More Podcast. Appreciate
1: it. I, lo- I love uh, love being back, and uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to getting on and talking some sports, man.
0: Of course, dude. We were just talking right before I pressed the record button, and unbelievable. You're going into year number five. I know, man. Where's the time go, right? Well, I mean, I, I thought it, I was at year number three, and all of a sudden there's two more years that you already got
1: in. How fast has it been going for you? Crazy fast. Well, and and it was already going fast, but then once uh, they asked me to coach the beach program and, and create a brand new beach program, that made my life way faster. I mean, yeah. like, it, it just, you don't have, I wish I just wish I had a time machine, you know, yeah. so that I could stop time, slow go it, back, down, a slow it down a little yeah. bit, and get some, th- get some more things done in the day, but also... Uh, just being able to spend a little more time with the, with the fam, but but we're doing that right now in May, and yeah, a little bit in June, and then before we know it, July will be here, man, and and we go full speed ahead.
0: Well, I mean, I was talking about you, you having kids. You know, you have your daughter with you here. Uh, three years old already
1: Yeah she's gonna be four on On Sunday
0: Holy cow I know
1: I know man And then you got two boys Two boys Thirteen is about to be an eighth grader At Ornado uh, Yeah he's <laughs> He's got a deep voice And he's tall all of a sudden And then an eleven year old uh, Middle son Bo Who can't find anything In the world But he's Playing sports And doing his best He still and- play baseball he actually, this was the first year he stepped away from playing baseball. He's oh, playing wow. basketball and soccer. Oh, He's actually turned into a really good basketball player. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so he's really falling in love with basketball right now.
0: You know, it's so cool to think about how kids find themselves and mm-hmm. find their, their niches yep. and their likes. What's that been like for you as a, not only as a coach, you know, because you're a coach, of course, but you're a parent in both, you know what I mean? You've had so many young people uh, under you. What is it like to see your own kids find their niches and their likes oh. and their interests?
1: Man, it's a grind, but it's also, uh, it gives me good perspective. You know, Leah and I, Leah is a former Division One athlete, you know, my yes. wife. And, and so she and I have that constant battle of being dad and being mom more than what we would want to see as like the coach yeah. or as the, you know, uh, the athlete in us. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So we have to battle that constantly. And so some days I just have to step back and let him... Let them fail, you yeah. know. Let them choose to to decide if they're gonna go forward with something. You know, like with baseball. Like I, I, love watching him play baseball, but at the end of the day, he really wanted to do more of the basketball and the yeah. soccer stuff. And so you just gotta let him. You yeah. know, you gotta listen to him. And you, if they don't like, like Ben doesn't even really want to play a lot of sports but he's really getting my oldest is getting really excited about volleyball
0: oh wow
1: on his own like i I haven't asked him to play i haven't wanted him to play yeah he doesn't care a lick about sports Uh except he likes volleyball Mm -hmm. so we're gonna start doing a lot more there and so this little tyranus you know just tyrant (laughs) over here who knows what she's gonna do you know what i mean but well
0: i think i'm gonna say this because I, you know, I asked about her mother mm-hmm. and right away she said that she was I asked if she was working she said she's working out oh yeah. oh yeah and she knew the exercises oh yeah she started doing some exercises she'll get
1: up in the morning with me and want to work out like she'll get her little two pound weights and yeah. wants to pump iron and she sees it so <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. a feeling she's going to be uh Fun to to watch her run around, but she's gonna be hard to coach because yeah. she is she has got a, a a very strong will, and I love that. Being a young a young female, like yeah. you want him to have a strong will. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. That's so, so awesome, dude.
0: Yeah. it's so cool to see your family and see your family grow. And your your son just graduated, right? Yeah, well, he's twenty two years old. Crazy. Yeah, he's got bought his own house. You know, I tell people we were talking about you know our kids growing. Right, my son didn't ever like sports. He never played sports. Mm-hmm. He was all into academics, but it all worked out. Yeah, absolutely. It it all worked out. Now, like I said, he bought his own house, You know, bought his own vehicle. I love it. I've never had to pay for anything for him now ever since he graduated. So I might have shown him something, right, along the way? (laughs) And that's the one thing I did learn,
1: I think, along the way about sports is not everybody needs to play sports. I think sports teaches you invaluable life lessons. Mm -hmm. But my son is so good at music, and he's involved in the El Paso Youth Orchestra, I mean opera, He's he's a really good percussionist. He loves to play piano and he loves to sing. I mean, he just be good at something. I don't care what it is. Just be good at something and really try hard at it. And so. We've that's gone it. that route, and we've known ever since Ben was little, he didn't really want to do sports, so we just kind of tried to foster the things that he loves, and that's been cool to see him enjoy that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's
0: awesome. Speaking of being good at things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, you're pretty good at coaching, uh, if I say so myself. I know you you coaches, especially where you come from, kind of uh, you know give yourselves hard times, but uh, I mean... You'd had a good season in 2022. Yeah. Uh, Indoors. Indoors. You did pretty darn well. Uh, I mean, winning percentage, uh, 10 league wins over in the season. Uh, Talk about the season and what you accomplished in 2022.
1: (laughs) You know, it was an interesting year for us this fall. We we felt and we were really talented. Uh, We fully expected to turn around and win 20 games again uh, this fall. And we had um you know we had seven newcomers uh, on our team wow. but but we had a lot of veterans come back and we at some points in the year started five freshmen Holy because cow. of how talented they were yeah so we we expected to do real well and i think this is the first season that i've been at utep where there were actually a, a big expectation yeah. on our players yeah and they felt it yeah. and we didn't do very well with the pressure um, we lost seven five-set matches. Wow. We played 10. We won three. We lost seven of them. Yeah, yeah. And most of those seven were like 15, 13, or twenty, eighteen, or Yeah. So, you know, when you rely on a bunch of young people to get things done, and, and it puts a lot of pressure on your veterans to be better... Uh, and so we learned a lot about ourselves, but in the spring, we looked back on our season that we felt like was a failure. I mean, we really, all of us, our coaching staff, yeah. our players, Wow. we won 17 matches and it felt like we were the worst team in the conference. Wow. Uh, because we just expect to do really well and we, we were real competitive and yeah. we expected to go win 20 games again, game, which is kind of the, the, the standard yeah. for a good college volleyball program. So in the spring, we actually started to enjoy it a little bit more. We looked back on it and we were like, man, we were so close. In so many ways, we lost 15-13 to a top 20 team in Rice at home. Yeah, we lost in four to West Kentucky, who was a, a top 20 team the whole year. Those were the only two teams we couldn't get by. Yeah, everybody else we beat, and so we finished third in the conference three years in a row, behind those two teams. And finally, we just were able to like take a take a breath, look at it, and go, we're not that far away from being really good. I, so, and, and
0: I would have to agree because looking back historically, to say that you guys finished third two straight consecutive you know, consecutive seasons mm-hmm. that didn't happen much before nope. over here at UTEP. Um, no. It didn't happen much before. And <clears throat> you know, knowing how close you guys were, I'm sure you guys were working on that. And I think it was probably something new for, especially you guys had so many freshmen. Uh, you know, I can remember, um, again, you come from the coaching tree of Mike Jordan. And I can remember Mike, you know, doing, uh, setting up, uh, practices where it would, cause pressure, create pressure on on the, on the players. Yep. And I'm sure you've done the same thing, and it might have been something new for them. Am I wrong to say that?
1: No, not at all. I mean, the problem, I think my biggest mistake in the fall was I think I focused too much on the actual X's and O's and actually on the volleyball side of it and creating that pressure, yeah. creating that stress in practice. And we got really good at volleyball.
0: Yeah.
1: Volleyball wasn't really the reason why we lost. It was our temperament. It was our ability to deal with stress. Yeah. Our ability to talk to ourselves well and uh, our ability to deal with moments of of great, you know, pressure. And so we spent a lot more time in the spring. We put together a 15-week crash course of, like, team culture, dealing with stress. We went through, like, five or six different books on how we deal with that. And it paid off great dividends. That's awesome. Um, And we saw that a lot in the beach volleyball stuff because a lot of our players crossed over there. Yeah. So we saw a lot of success on the beach side, even though we were a brand new beach program. Yeah. And so we spent a lot of time doing that. And I feel really good with our players going home, their mental state and our physical state. We broke us. I mean, we broke so many records in the weight room this spring. Yeah. I mean, we've got now seven players that can touch over ten three. Holy so God. we've got seven players Holy that can jump up and God. grab on yeah, the red. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm thinking about that. I'm yeah, like, that's three inches above the basketball rim. Yeah, you know? jump so, higher than me. Yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. I'm i mean, 6'4". <laughs> there, are, there are a ton of athletes on our team now. This is the most athletic team we've ever had. That's awesome. Uh, and we've got a really good young group coming in too. So we're excited about it. And I'm glad to wrap up the spring being able to look at the fall. We felt like it was a failure. But I think the end of the spring was uh, really neat to listen to Giannis Antetokounmpo talk about their failure. Yes. That was such yes. a great end of the year for us. Because yeah. we felt the way that that uh, a lot of those reporters felt like. Yeah. you know, you, Do you look at your season as a failure? And yeah. a lot of us felt like, yeah, we did. Uh-huh. But in reality, we just learned a lot about ourselves. Yeah. We looked at our season at the end going, man, we won 17 games. And we were yeah. within 10 points of probably winning 22 and to us that was a failure because we're super competitive. So now we're looking at it as all right, we're gonna be we're gonna be real tough to deal with come fall.
0: And speaking of, you know, you guys had to me again success. You guys viewed it differently and saw things differently for a while there. But along with the the continued growth and success came continued growth of the fans. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Huge. fans! It's a big deal. Growing, for you, I know it is. Yeah. I know it yeah. is, and I know I've seen you work really hard to reach out to these fans and get them to come. What's that like to see them to start showing up on a consistent oh, basis?
1: It's it's probably the most important part of the like the measurement or barometer of how, where your program's at. Is do you have people that want to come sit in the stands and watch your team? Uh, compete, and so you know we we had such a really tough home schedule with UNM, Portland State, and uh, South Dakota. Three of those teams went to the postseason last year, yeah. And we lost all to all three of them at home in five. So that was like our our first weekend of showing our our city how good our team was, and we just failed. Like we lost all three, but yeah. at the end of it, we knew we were pretty good. Yeah. So the the continued growth of our fan base has been spectacular. We led the conference in attendance last year. We were mm-hmm. second this year to Western Kentucky. And the only reason was because they had Louisville at home, their opening match of the year, and they had like 3,000 fans. Yeah. So we're really growing there. Uh, we sold over 300 season tickets. Wow. Yeah. Holy so I mean, cow. Yeah, and we're already well That's on our huge. way. Yeah, we're already well on our way to, to being that this year. So, um, you know, we're really fired up about that. Our fan base is really growing. We, we have already almost sold out all of our camps this summer. We have over a 1,000 kids that are going to be in our camps this summer wow. in, at Memorial Gym. Holy cow. Yeah, man. I, it's really going well. And I think that's probably the biggest testament to our players Yeah, is that people want to come and watch us and people want to come and be in our gym. Yeah. And so that's what really helped us kind of like lean back in our chair this spring and go, okay, we're doing well. We just we just have a desire to be great. Yeah. So let's yeah. find a way to do that Come come July when they come back.
0: And you know, I look back and I remember there was a postseason tournament that you guys made a couple of years back. Uh, you guys took on UNLV, mm-hmm. and the Memorial Gym was filled, packed, packed. Mm-hmm. And that environment, that atmosphere— even think about it, I got the chills. Um, super cool. It was you great. guys, like, uh, to me, almost an an almost perfect. Uh, set up
1: for your guys' volleyball team in Memorial Gym. Absolutely. I mean people ask me all the time, hey, when are you gonna start playing in the Dawn? And I was like, you know, I don't want to play in the Dawn. I wanna play there occasionally. Yeah. I wanna play there when we play New Mexico State mm-hmm. or when we host a really spectacular event mm-hmm. or a tournament. You know, like I would love to uh, you know, even talking to Bernie, mm-hmm. we were talking about potentially adding a Sun Bowl tournament. Yeah. I'd love to do something like that yeah. where we play in the Dawn there. Yeah. But I don't want to lose our our hometown you know like our venue in Memorial is spectacular it is it's loud it's an old historic gym mm-hmm. it's our volleyball court it's mm-hmm. where we live it's where we train you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so our memorial maniacs is are important to us and so Playing in that environment and growing that fan base in there just makes me happy, and I don't have any desire to leave. Yeah, we want to stay there as long as we possibly can. Very intimate environment, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, unless just... you're an opposing team, and then it, d- it gets worse <laughs> <laughs> on you when yeah. when the band's right in your ear. You know the, what I mean?
0: The band right in the ear, or the the supporting uh, the other miners that come. That's right. I, I love it when the football team shows 100%. up, hundred percent, and they're like front row, yep.
1: right there in the ears of the people sitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, serving the ball. I'm like. Oh, my god God. (laughs) that's great it's fun it's what you want it's what you want from a collegiate volleyball environment for sure
0: so looking forward, you uh, you announced some signees uh, uh, here a little while back. Uh, you got a couple of setters and a middle blocker. The middle blocker is coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Or he, she she's originally from Albuquerque, but she played with Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Sakita Lacour,
1: Sakira Lacour.
0: Uh, she's a, a grad middle transfer. blocker at six foot. Yeah, no, she, she must doesn't. be. She must be able to jump.
1: She's one of our seven that can touch well over seven or, or ten ten foot three. She jumps up and touches about ten four ten five. She's an elite athlete. Um, you know, Mike and I both kind of giggle about her coming out of Cleveland High School in in Rio Rancho, New Mexico cuz oh, neither wow. of us really recruited her. And I was still didn't, in New Mexico State. Yeah, I was, say, yeah, but I didn't was still you there. coach
0: at Cleveland at one point.
1: I did. I did. I just didn't think that Seceria was going to turn into the player that she has. And so her junior and senior year, she's been a star at Oral Roberts and she was she's a freak. She's such yeah. a good player. So uh, when Mike and I saw her uh, as as a senior, we yeah. both just kind of punched each other in the face because it was like, man, we swung and missed there, you know. And we don't swing and miss very often, Eddie. It's like, but well, we totally swung and missed with her. <laughs>
0: that's so funny because I can I can hear you too, like,
1: like what were we doing, yeah, dude? Exactly, we totally yeah. swung and missed there, you know. Yeah, I can totally hear you. Yeah. Like, wow. So we played them this year, and that actually was like very eye opening yeah. because. I knew that she was going to have another year, and I know her mom really well because she she coached with me at Cleveland. Yeah. So as soon as our season ended and she got on the transfer portal, I was the first phone call that she made. Wow. And she was being recruited by Dartmouth—I'm sorry, uh, Dayton and yeah. Grand Canyon, some really good programs. Yeah, yeah. But she knew us, and she knew our team because we'd beaten them this year, and she knew of Alianza Darley, who's from New Mexico, uh-huh. who's going to be a fifth-year grad as well. So wow. she came on a visit, loved it, and committed to us. And so we're going to add a top-level, you know, she's a top-level player. And so to be able to get her and pair her with Ollie, I have two fifth-year grandmas that can really play yeah, and that are yeah. elite athletes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be spectacular to watch these two together this and, year.
0: And then you brought in two setters mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of I guess help out there. Uh, Trinity Gomez out of San Antonio, Texas, and then Kalia mm-hmm. Kohler out of Alpine, Utah. That's right. Yeah, uh, first team All-State selection out of Utah, and then Gomez. Uh, let's see here. She was All-District, uh, by District champion had an undefeated season last year so she's a winner
1: two two winners and that's exactly uh what we were looking for in in recruiting those two young setters uh kalia comes to us as a three-time state champion uh at lone peak high school in the state of utah which is one of the best high school programs in the country so she's used to setting elite athletes she's used to setting people that look like ollie darley (laughs) wow and you know sakura clark and danica washington and Uh these guys so uh, she's a baller and they're both winners, and that's what we we're looking for in those two young setting positions. So, we felt like we could add some more depth to our setting position, and yeah. that's what we did. And so, we've got four really good ones. Uh, and we also added a junior or uh, a, a junior transfer from coastal Carolina oh, wow. in the spring, and that's Jackson Marie Perez. And so, she's been on our campus all spring, she's been here training and. So we have five actually five setters that are gonna be on our roster in the fall. And so we're really deep there and we're really excited about that position.
0: Well that'll be great because you know, that becomes a competition in itself and yep. when that happens it raises the the level of play right. for everyone. Yeah, so. the
1: bar's raised, man. We got we're deep everywhere, we're athletic everywhere. Uh Ali Darley just broke the jump touch record in our in our weight room this spring at 106. 6 so She touched 106 and I mean that's unbelievable. It's nuts. It's it's good to <laughs> see and that. Tremaine's done a great job with them. I mean, he's really pushed them in the spring and they I think that led them to to reach for more. You know, the the loss of the fall and how we felt so badly about ourselves when we came back. Like they really pushed themselves physically.
0: You know, I'm really excited because I feel that there's going to be a conference USA champion out of the borderland, I, I out can't of the borderland. You. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because again, uh, up the road here is uh, New Mexico State with uh, our friend uh, Mike Jordan, and you know he always uh, re- rebounds and reloads. And uh, yeah. I mean, to see what you're doing here, it's kind of been the talk of the town, uh, man. It's kind of been the talk of the town where where people are excited, you know, to see the growth. Uh, You guys were talking about being deep at the center position. You're also deep at the coaching position. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. Uh, Recently, you guys, uh, there was an announcement where uh, Courtney Johnson was a 30 under 30 recipient uh, as far as uh, coaches go across the country. That was uh, recognized by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Um, Talk about having coaches like Courtney Johnson on your staff.
1: Yeah, I mean, we hired Courtney a little over a year ago. She came to us in January of 2022. Yeah, no, 2021. And she got here on campus, and she's been putting her mark on El Paso and on our coaching staff with our team ever since. Um, you know, Nick Petrovich, who's been here with me since we started, yeah. uh, is just killing it right now. I mean, he's a big reason why our he's camps are completely about, he's, he's,
0: he's passionate about volleyball.
1: Nick's passionate about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, but... Mostly about his food, you know, yeah. he's vegan, yeah. so he loves yeah. his food. He's yeah. constantly sending me pictures yeah. of, of his of his food yeah. when he's out. Uh, but he's extremely passionate about our team. Yeah. He's very passionate about um, about our city, yeah. uh, and that's a big reason why our our camps are so full because he really is a grinder there. And so yeah. having you know Courtney and Nick now here for uh, our staff being really uh, cohesive and strong. You know, I, I'm not losing a lot of people. I've got a big staff back. I've got George Ariza, who is our graduate assistant, back again for this. is his third year with us. Wow. We've got a volunteer named Lexi Torres who came to us from Abilene Christian. She was a, an assistant coach at Abilene Christian. Okay. And she's here. Wow. We've got an unbelievable staff. And then we added Daniel Fu from Albuquerque, who is our associate head beach coach. Oh,
0: okay, But he yes. also comes
1: into our indoor gym because he's just a hungry volleyball yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And he just wants to be around volleyball. And so... I've got at any given point in, in time, I've got five or six really good people in the gym with my team that are pushing them and, and, uh, and making them better. So I'm unbelievably thankful, incredibly, uh, excited about our staff, Yeah. but man, Courtney and, and Nick and I have just been grinding, trying to get our brains together about what we're going to do in July. And we're looking forward to it. It's how like exciting. the method of the madness, you know, the, the, the beautiful mind up there, you know, on the board with the lineups and everything yes. else trying to I, I, trying I to get things ready it. to go. You I know? can
0: see it. I know how you guys do that stuff with the lineups and things like that. Uh, So that's super exciting to know uh, that you guys are already working towards the the next season. Speaking of the next season, um, you guys announced your your, uh, new schedule. Yeah. Your uh, 2023 schedule. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, 11 home matches. 11 home matches. Uh 29 uh, 29 matches overall, including 16 Conference USA uh, matches uh, and 12 (laughs) non-conference matches. So... um, can, you go you can go ahead and talk about that? Go ahead and talk about the, yeah, man. the,
1: the we, schedule. It's tough. We, we made it tough for a reason. We made it tough to uh, to make sure that, w- that our team was uh, ready to compete against, um, you know, we opened conference play at Western Kentucky. Yeah. So here we go start out the, the conference season, um, you know, against the perennial best team in our conference. Even though they didn't win last year, they lost to Rice yeah. in the championship. Uh, we have a... You can't really call it a rivalry with Western Kentucky until you actually win one. Yeah. You know like Mike and I have a rivalry. You know like mm-hmm. we we love playing each other. We've played four times and we've played 20 sets of volleyball. Yeah. Every time we play it goes to five because it's a battle to grind. Yeah. So to open with Western Kentucky on the conference season, I knew I knew that we had to um, build a non-conference that was uh, that was tough, a non-conference uh, that Mama that's just candy. It's like <laughs> chocolate. It's like chocolate. You want to eat it? You're a goofball, dude. <laughs> um, I knew we had to build a a tough non-conference that would challenge our team, and we did that. We opened with we open with Washington on the first match of the year, in uh, in Hammond, Louisiana, and to to play a Power Five team each of the four weekends. Yeah, uh, several conference champions or champ, or, or runners up. We have uh, that in every weekend leading up to conference play.
0: Yeah, you Washington first weekend, second weekend Arizona State. Uh-huh. You got NC State the third weekend, and then Clemson which, fourth weekend. Yep, Clemson the fourth weekend. So that those are Power Five teams all across the board there, and then also you got to include you got to think about the uh, the Ohio's. That's right. The Sanford. Ohio
1: finished second in their conference. Uh, you know, Southeastern Louisiana won the Southland. Yeah, Houston Christian got second in their conference. Mm-hmm. So everybody we play Tulane's really good in the AAC everybody we play including San Francisco at home in the second weekend is a conference champion or a conference runner up or somebody that's really going to look to win their conference and so we're we're excited i mean we can honestly come out of the preseason playing 500 volleyball but be really really tough to beat well, and I, I don't think that's the case i think we're going to win a lot of games yeah with our de- with the depth we have and our talent but it's a tough schedule, and it's going to really challenge us, and I'm looking forward to and it. And then, like
0: you said, you open up conference play with against Western Kentucky, uh, following up by uh, Jackson State, and then October third and fourth will be New Mexico State. Yes, that's and correct. And that'll be over in uh Las up Cruces. Up in the LC, yeah, back uh, back in the old
1: stomping grounds. Talk about those first, you know,
0: those first games there against
1: uh, in, in conference play. You know, my uh, my first thoughts of the conference schedule. Let me see real quick. Let me see it. My first <laughs> thoughts of the conference schedule are that. Uh, um, it, it's it's a gauntlet right away. You've got Western Kentucky. Jacksonville State won 20 games the past four Holy years in a row. Cow. So they're a very talented group. And then New Mexico State has a, is a perennial 20-win team uh, as well. So we opened conference with three of the best teams in our conference and uh, two of them on the road. So we we are going to know a lot about ourselves after the first three weekends of conference play.
0: And then it goes Sam Houston, La Tech, Middle Tennessee, uh one one match against Chicago State gets thrown mm-hmm. in there and then uh finishing up against Liberty, which yep. I, I think Liberty is pretty decent. Liberty's really
1: good too. So Sam Houston. I mean the teams that came into our conference uh from other conferences uh really brought a lot of depth and also uh competition to conference USA. We lost Rice and we lost, you know, North Texas, who were both really good RPI teams and very accomplished teams and, and and done really well but we added four or five really good teams that are going to make our volleyball conference much much better all right it looks pretty tough. tough yeah it looks tough. pretty
0: tough and i like i said i keep up with college volleyball mm-hmm. so uh good luck to you thanks coach, man. good luck to you man <laughs> this is awesome this, this is picky, awesome man. uh we got uh, coach ben wallace and his daughter here with us today and she is uh here hanging out and she is trying hanging. trying everything out here in my office today and I really appreciate you coming over. Uh, coach, um, anything you want to say to the people, the listeners, uh, before we let you go here about uh, anything at all including uh, Utah
1: Volleyball? You know, I, I, just, I really want people to continue to come out and cheer us on and if you haven't seen us play, I can guarantee you two things. Number one, whether we win or we lose, you're going to go away being entertained because we're unbelievably athletic we play a very uh, aggressive style of volleyball where if we're going to go down, we're going to go down going big. Uh, I learned that from Mike, obviously. And, and mm-hmm. win, lose, or draw, you can't really draw. But win or lose, we're going to play a style of volleyball where you leave our gym feeling really entertained. Yeah. Secondly, our players are very accessible. And at the end of the match, we stay out there and we talk to people. We get to know our, our fans. And our players are very very accessible. That's why we have a thousand kids coming to our camp this summer because yeah. they know our players. They're they're accessible all the time. They know them by name. You know they 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 hug them and kiss some necks and you know uh, hug some babies for you know the, the old term and and uh, so you have a lot of access to UTEP minor uh, players and not just our indoor players but our beach program that is just kind of starting to scratch the surface too so i know daniel's going to get in here soon and talk with you and give you an update on the beach volleyball yep. stuff but we're excited about where that program's going and, and we're looking forward to the city coming out and seeing an unbelievably athletic team this year
0: so you guys have a, a camp uh, july 7th through the 9th uh it's a, that's, team, that's a, team, mm-hmm. team, it's a team competition camp um it's Already full,
1: already full. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. teams coming to come into yeah. the borderland. Yeah, there's
0: one on the waiting list as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I uh, wow, congratulations on that. And then, uh, uh there's another one uh, July 17th through the 20th. Um, one spot left on yep.
1: that one. Mm-hmm. So,
0: if you're listening to this you, and you want to get your volleyball team in this, better hurry
1: up. Yep, there's not a lot of space left. A lot of our individual camps are already closed because everybody wants to come and be a part of our camp uh, environment which is really cool and memorial and so we're looking forward to, but if anybody needs anything, tell them to reach out to Nick or I, and we'll get them we'll get them squared around. But we're excited for July. We're excited for our team to get here and really see what uh, see what they're made of and how good we can be.
0: Well, Coach, uh, again, thank you so much for coming over on the Sports More podcast. I wish you nothing but luck. Uh, we used to uh, we used to say guns up, but now we are we're all about the picks, picks up, man. Picks yeah, up. Right. So uh, good luck, Coach. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Mayor. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you.